Steve Brown, finally, I get you on. Finally. How are you, man? Yeah, this is uh, yeah, 14 years in the making, I suppose. We were just saying, mm. 14 years. Like, I first met you 14 years ago. It's amazing. And uh, Isn't that, that's a long time, man. It is a long time. So much has happened within uh, those 14 years. Hasn't it? But it's pretty cool that we can both, like, come here now and start uh, and ha- catching up. Yeah. And catching up again, you know. And record on this. This podcasting wasn't even around. I know. <laughs> you know, like, that's what? <laughs> I know. So what is this the future? Because I haven't seen you in a while. Mm. And what I was interested in, and I know a lot of guests uh, would be interested in the same thing. You know, like, if my kid ever came to me <laughs> and said he wants to be an artist, mm. like, filmmaking is one thing, because you can always go out as a techie and, you know, you can, different uh, you do can doc- into, yeah. different roles. But also painting. Like, I always knew you were, you were, you were doing sketching and stuff. Mm. But if my kid came to me and said, you know, Dad, I'm going to be a painter one day, that would scare the shit out of me. <laughs> so yeah. when you got into the creative industry, do you remember the first artistic thing you ever did? The first? Well, there's one that stands out in my mind as being quite interesting, and that was drawing a um, picture of Garfield instead of doing a test or something. And... Supposed to be doing a t- I think it was maybe year two. Yeah. It was just drawing a picture of Garfield. And um, instead of telling me off, the teacher grabbed it, got a photocopy and gave it back to everybody on top of their tests as, as a, like a, this is, this is Steve's input into the, into the, and that's, that's such an interesting thing as a year one. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So even recently I've been looking back at the, the happy gauntlet that I've run. And had a pretty good run at things like that because teachers don't do that. No, you know, and you, you remember the working ones. On that you test. remember the ones that do, bro. You know, and it's funny, like thinking right back. So, so that stands out. Um, but my dad was saying, like, I was pretty much picking up crayons at three and four, and and clearly, this is I'm doing this. Oh, really? Not just like having a play. He was like, you're working this out. You had a plan. Had a plan. Didn't know what it looked like yet. Still don't. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and then he he sort of made a art table for me at like four or five. Made one with wheels and a little thing I could put in my, you know. So that's looking back. That's it's interesting to see the support that I had back then. Yeah, I think that's key. It's, I, it's, it's I've, imperative. I've spoken to other guys on the podcast, and you know we often talk about those first influences that mm. make a complete difference mm. that you remember, and I think. I think that support when you're a young kid is the key. Mm. Um, if you don't get any support, the fact is you could drop out of it. Mm. But, you know, getting back to what I was saying is uh, to see your progression through the years, mm. I mean, I, I'm quite a proud person mm. seeing that. I've always sort of sent you a few messages. Mm. Like now you're quite a famous person. <laughs> and uh, uh, sure. well, you are. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like. Well, I'm but. talking about as in – you're recognised for your art. And I always say, um, I always say, my, my nephew's bought an art piece off you. Oh, yeah, right. That's cool. <laughs> but that's, It's so humbling. I, I think I forget that that's a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, and thank you for saying that. Well, one, one thing I've always, because I was in teaching for a while, is I've always tried to, to nurture an artist's voice within. Mm. So young kids, pretty hard. 
because I think that voice comes from experience, like as in world experience, mm. life experience. Mm. You get your heart broken, you get in trouble, you come out of it, you all travel. <laughs> yeah. You know, all the negative stuff that happens in your life mm. feeds into that, mm. which helps you develop a voice in your, in your artwork. Mm. And so the individual story. And the individual that's the, story. That's the important part. And I think um, I'm always trying to, to nurture that in students because it's rare to see individual stories, mm. a voice that is quite unique. I think that's probably part of, like, I think it certainly when you were teaching us, our attraction to the way you were teaching. Really? That, that came across 100% like what you just said. Because I was, I was still trying to find my own. And I knew, it's interesting, hey? I knew yeah. how important it was. Yeah. I, I remember, I don't know if you know, but I sent my showreel when I was young to Victoria Triol, which was, she was the head of Miramax Australia. Mm. She agreed to look at my showreel. And uh, when... That's pretty cool. It was. Yeah. I, I, I say it was my wife, my girlfriend at the time that sort of set that up. Mm. Um, but you know what came back is... The, the comment came back and said, he, Wayne has a great eye. He just doesn't have a voice. Wow, cool. That's interesting, hey? And it killed me at the time. Yeah, of course. But it wasn't late until later I realised how important that was. Yeah. And to be told that. And to be told that. Because if you didn't get told that, man, that's you're going to keep going down that bad path. Yeah. And you're never going to have that voice. Yeah. yeah. So um, from that point, when I was in Sydney, I, I thought, what the hell? What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. And then I started to realise, like in Sydney, some of the toughest times in my life happened. Mm. And I started to grow as a person. Uh, and I started to realise that my storytelling was changing. Sure. And the voice is how I see the world, you know. Yeah. And the reason why I brought this up is that's what I see in your art. Sure. Yeah, because you've been around for a while. Well, I've been around so for a while, but that, I, yeah. know when, I know when I see a Steve Brown mm. painting. That's, yeah, that's the whole conversation in that alone. But that's yeah. huge. Yeah, it's massive. And you don't. A, you a don't, lot of hard work going behind. I, to do I understand. That as well. um, I understand. But, but yeah, no, that's and I'm proud of that. I think actually, so. You know, I think so. Yeah, you can look at that and go. That's a definitely a Steve Brown. And voice. it's also a cool Steve Brown voice. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's loud. <laughs> well, it's loud, but yeah. I, it's unique. Mm. There's a there's a there's a certain type of there's a tone there, mood, and it represents who you are. Mm. And I'm so happy that it's been recognised. Um, out there. Yeah, it's picking up speed. How did it all start? Uh, the business? This, the, the painting. This this side of it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always drawn. You know, I've always been sitting around drawing and storyboarding our films back in FTI days and mm. um, that sort of thing. But I think I started getting into business running. I was running a detailing company. Was I doing that? No. No. Okay, I, don't, so, I don't remember that. Yeah, so I went and did... Um, uh, like got a grant for the year to run my business and um, started a detailing company. It was wicked. It was like door-to-door -door businesses. I'll just rock up, wash your car for you. you know, and the money, it was awesome. But I was just like, is this what I want to do? You know? And then living, <clears throat> being married at the time and, and, and noticing that anything artistic that I, was, that I was doing sort of had to stay in that one room and couldn't come out, couldn't go on the walls. Not in, not yeah. in like an this person sucks sort of way, but just like, you know, we want – we want the house to be this and this is your art room. You don't put anything up on the walls. So I think that all being there's a lot of pressure that builds up from that. So something had to, had to give and it would have been me, you know, losing my mind or choosing to do art. And then I broke my neck. I remember that. And that, and that was pretty much my, 
CC AD sort of moment. Um, which is like, what, what, what have you been, you know, it's the thing that we were talking about before. Like when you're faced with your mortality, <coughs> we're going to die. Yeah. You know, and literally the minutes are counting down now. This is, you know what I mean? This is how you and I are choosing to spend today. Yeah. But the counting down, man. So what are you going to do with that? We had that conversation before. And you, and you, you had a lot of time <coughs> yet to think about that. Cause you were in a, like for people that don't know, it wasn't just, yeah, mm. you broke your back. It broke my neck. It broke your neck. Yeah. And you were in a brace. So th there's holes in my head still because they drilled into my skull to to hold my... So, yeah, that was like six months of... Ugh. Yeah. Six months of introspection, intro introspective thinking oh, man, about like your life. Crazy, what yeah. What you were going to do. Oh, it's just very, very interesting time. I don't know if it is, but I think that was a defining moment because you changed after that. Yeah, it did. Massively. Massively, hey. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And that's one reason why... By design, why, by choice. That's one reason yep. why I wanted to talk to you about it. <laughs> right. Because it's moments like that mm. that define people mm. and who they are. You could have gone completely the other way. Yes, very much so. And But you chose to step up, step up your game. Yeah, look, and I, look, I can probably put that down to, you know, uh, there's a lot of years that my parents have probably installed that that choice into me so that when it came down to that, that's what I chose, you know, so I can't take the full credit for that. That's my background and my family that have been supportive to go, Hey, you know, when hard times come, you just got to step up. Um, but there was obviously hard decisions that are being made at the yeah. time. You know. It's so funny how like people just feel like they can, <laughs> when you've got like a big brace on your head in the shops, like people just walk up and just say the weirdest stuff. Oh, really? oh man. <laughs> You know, and, and just real, like, almost disrespectful at how close <laughs> I came to dying, you know, yeah. like, just, just, and it's so bizarre that everyone has a story about someone they know that had a broken back and this is what happened to them and you're lucky and you're like, I know that. You don't need to approach me in the Tim Tams aisle and tell me how close I was to death. Mm. And it was consistent, like, all the time. It would have been... <laughs> I don't want to put a lighter moment on it. Oh, do it. It's great. I love but it. But it would have been a, a really shitty thing. Um, oh, how did Steve Brown die? Oh, man. He, he, he nose-dived into a beanbag on a concrete bro, floor. Bro. <laughs> and and the, the, funny, the funny answer to that is like, was he with Clint? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Clint would get the crap for the rest yeah, of his yeah. life. Yeah, you know? like, that's so funny. But uh, you also have two kids. Mm. And what age were you when you when you when you had your first daughter? Uh, I think twenty three. Twenty three. I think. Well, she's twenty this year. So yeah, definitely twenty three. Uh, each time I see pictures of her Mate, with you, man, because I just still remember her as a little girl. Oh, she's the best. Her, both those girls are the best people I've ever met. Well, also, but you've been a like I remember even in two thousand and six, two thousand seven, mm. when I'd work with you a bit. I used to come over, but I remembered that you'd have. Uh, painting days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we went to town. <laughs> now, but you know, yeah. I just think that was the best thing I've ever seen parent a parent do. Mm. As in, build things with their kids. The mm. kids would be, you know, have that one day of building yep. stuff. Make films or do... Making films or yeah. painting and having a painting day. Mm. And that was an eye-opener for me because I don't see that a lot. Right. I've got friends that got kids and they're great. They're great parents, mm. but in different ways. Yeah, sure. I think what you did is tapped, you tapped into that kid's world. Mm. You didn't, you never spoke down to your kids. You mm. always talked to them. Mm -hmm. 
in that world and you brought them into your world. Mm. And I think that's been a, a that's been one of the reasons why your kids have turned out. Probably one of them. So one of, I mean, for sure. And I think, you know, really their mum is the most incredible person to be their mum. Yeah, it's true. It's the complete opposite of me. But that's probably why they get that that's balance. That's why though, man, because they're like, you know, I'm such a gypsy. Yeah. Like, you know, like we all I, live, I live like dollar to dollar, mm. you know, I'll, you know, that's just how I live because I love it. Yeah. I love the game playing that thing. Um, and the girl's mum are very much like white picket fence. We need to have all the bills paid on time, that sort of thing. Yeah. Which is perfect. Not for me because that's not my how yeah. I, I don't like life like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So them, them having this mum who's so amazingly organised and just perfectly can lay out anything on one side and then a dad who's just this crazy gypsy. Like I, I've been house sitting for ages, man. Yeah. You know, like I don't have a house. And so to have that, those two yeah. balances, they're just the most amazing mixture of both of us as humans. I relate in a way cause my, uh, Jocelyn and I are the same. Right. Sure. She's a, she, but she was a creative too, but, mm. An organized grid. Yeah, which sure. Is, you know, she's, I love those, but I'm so jealous yeah, well, of that. She's, <laughs> amazing. she's a lawyer. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, she became a lawyer afterwards yeah. where I'm the gypsy. I always said I'm a I'm a nomad. Yeah, well, look at you now. Flying around the world and doing no. spots on Greece and stuff, <laughs> of course. Like, no, I am. And I, that is in me. Yeah. I could be so easily as happy with a backpack. Yeah. And off I go. Mm. So... But you had kids and, mm. and I think that really related. The fact is that your kids had that balance. They mm. had that oh, yeah. know, from the mum and dad. Very good balance. Are they artistic now? Yeah, man. Like I, I do remember reading a post about how proud you are of your daughter. Uh, she's recently uh, done something. Uh, directing probably was probably with Eden. I mean, I, I, there's a few posts like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but And I am. They're amazing. And, you know, I think I've done my job with providing what they c- – are able to do artistically there's the music there's the film there's the painting whatever you know then now they're teenagers and they're adults so they're veering off a little bit they want to come back then they know they know where it all is and how to use it all wow yeah and they're amazing you know eden texted me yesterday saying um i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna start a business now you know, oh really it's, it's just, she's got herself a job at the zoo dude at 19. wow like what you know like yeah. that's that's just an incredible version of a person. Yeah. What was I doing at 19? I mean, there's a reason I can't remember. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I was just I don't like to look back. I mean, because I was, I was in office then. I in was, an I office. was in an accountant. Yeah, right. Uh, you were an accountant? No, no. I worked for an accounting oh, right, firm. Right. Wow. A liquefied natural gas for Woodside. I worked there. Did that rub off onto your business side of things? Like, did you, do you no. have a bit of, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> <It's> amazing. <laughs> Not at all. Oh, I was a fish out of water, so man. Uh, you know how I left is mm. I, I um, a, a partner. He was this. He was my Miyagi. Sure. He was a partner in the accounting firm. One day, I went downstairs into the car park in my suit and tie, and I'd, I'd made an excuse to go dump rubbish. And I, I was <laughs> in the green. You know I was in the green bin. Yeah, you were in I, it. I was in it because I had to try and step on this thing to get Maybe. it down, yeah. and I just started crying. And I Bro, just that's an amazing painting in my brain. <laughs> like, <laughs> Thanks, just Steph. got a guy in a suit in a bin crying is such a visually stimulating Profiting thing. off my tragedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, yeah, I was crying. Yeah. And this BMW came through 
and this old Asian guy got out. He wasn't old. He, he got out and he said, what's, what's going on? Mm. Never really spoken to this guy before. And uh, he changed my life. He said, look, I don't have any kids, but if I did, there's this weekend course I want you to go on. And I was like, Raymond, come on. I'm not going to go on. He goes, uh, he told me about it. And I thought that was quite interesting. It was le learning how to meditate. Right, right sure. Yeah. I thought, okay. Um, he goes, that's the tip of the iceberg. Mm. I said, how much is it? And he goes, I forget. It was something like crazy, like $600, $500. Mm. This is in 1992, 1993. Mm. So it was a lot of that's money, a lot. right? Yeah. But I was earning pretty good money when I was young. He turned around and he goes, if you don't like it, I'm paying for it. Oh, uh, that's cool. He goes, I'm paying for it. Mm. If you get what you want out of it, you pay me back whenever you want. That's amazing. And, you know, it was that weekend course that changed my life. Wow. It was then that I said, I'm a storyteller. That was your neck break moment. Yeah, it was. Hey. Uh, yeah, thank God I didn't have to go through that. Yeah. I mean, we break. all have our, this is, it's different for everyone. It is different. It? I suppose you needed something as extreme as a neck break. Uh, yeah, I'm a pretty extreme person. Yeah. It was probably the only thing that was going to put a dent in things. Enough about me. From that moment of you breaking your neck yeah. to you getting famous <laughs> as, a, as, as an artist. Yeah. How the fuck did that happen? Um, like what was what was that key moment that suddenly you went? There was a there was a moment I thought I should probably move into advertising and marketing. Really? Yeah. So then I I, I sort of started hustling and thinking I'm going to start my own little marketing company, and that's when I got the grant and I went all right. This is, I'm going to do this for this, and the government gave me a grant to start that as a company. I still run still run my invoices under it. Really? Yeah. Um, same ABN as years ago. And so I started doing that. Just don't, didn't like clients. <laughs> I like, yeah. I like, I like, there's great people, I'm sure, you know, it'd be <clears> good to have a barbecue with, but just trying to work stuff out with marketing and stuff. And some people love the hustle. I'm just like, it's not creative enough for me. Yeah. You I know? didn't like that part, mm. oh, but I wasn't client services. I had guys doing that for me. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So they would go and meet with the client and yeah. do all of that. But I didn't like the creative hold. It had over yeah. you, your. It just didn't feel right, mm. you know. I, I think, and you, you know, you're asking is that was there one light bulb moment, and not really. I think it was just uh, a series of intuition and serendipity that that's led up to this point. Like I'm very, very spontaneous as far as I'll choose something if it feels right, and if it doesn't, regardless of how much money's in it, I just won't do it. And that, but that's a learned thing. You don't learn that overnight. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I think it was, I was working with DCP actually, um, with Department for Child Protection, and oh, well, what what started happening actually is very very hard to get a young person who you've just met, who's the alpha of a house that you've just walked into, and you're the carer, so you're the bad guy for when you're working sure. with DCP, to get that person on site, unless you're amazing at drawing. Really. I would just ignore all the K guys, hey guy, ignore them and just sit there and draw. Literally within 20 minutes, every kid would be sitting there going, can you teach me how to blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, done. Best friends for life. So that was interesting. And that, I think that was probably the reaction. Yeah, that's, that's obviously a lot of pride in that. You know, people are like, hey, this is amazing. And I think the more I did that working in that job and I take Instagram photos, I've never said this. This is It's interesting that you've asked me this because I've never actually gone through that. Um, but t taking photos of these drawings I was doing with kids and uploading them and then getting likes from them. So the public started liking them. And I'm like, yeah. this is really, really interesting. Right. This is moving forward quite interestingly. And I went straight from DCP in, into choosing full-time art. So I went from that job, 
which is a massive hustle to a side hustle, which made no money at all, you know, whatever. But as it, yeah, it's interesting. I think that was the pathway seeing the, wow. the public now are reacting to this. It's to not just artwork. in the house, <clears throat> the public are there. That's when I was seeing Rachel as well. And she was, you know, she, her dreams were to start a, like to curate big galleries and be like a, you know, so I had that passionate person there going, by the way, you should probably just do art full time in my ear, like constantly, yeah. you know, and, and just that passion that we would feed off each other. That's you great. should definitely be curator. Yeah, you, you'll put your artwork in the, you know, like acting like teenagers, you know. But and, you need that. Oh, you need it. That she was very important in the pro, like the whole process. And then I just started doing stuff for free. Just like the first two years was me just going, oh, there's a wall. I'll put it up, put up something, put up something, put up something for free. People would be like, you know, we don't have any money. Do you want to do this? And it's interesting nowadays because I get to talk to emerging artists now who come on, on the scene wanting to do walls. And they're like, oh, we've got to get paid two grand for this. I'm like, bro, you got you to gotta hustle that first two <coughs> years, man. You're like, you're gonna, I think it's a generation thing. Uh, could be, but it's also uh, it's a, not so much a self-awareness thing as well about how the game works. Yeah. And that, I think that really siphons through the people because it's a hard it's a hard push that first two years. Oh man, trying to be an artist, you yeah. know. And then I had a friend sort of early in the game say you're going to become a household name, and that stuck in my head. And well, I was like, okay, I'm going to make that happen. I'd hate to say it, man, but you know your your films are great. You've got a great eye. It wasn't till I saw your paintings, right, that I thought this guy's going to be like Steve's going to be someone. Sure, wow, that's cool. See, it still feels surreal to me. It doesn't. You know, uh, there's. Do you know what? It's you, natural and right. You know, it just feels like it's neither here nor there. It just is. This is definitely what I should be doing. That's exactly right. It mm. just feels right. It just feels right. This is right. <laughs> I, I always said that you, you're doing the right thing. Like, what would you do if you could do something every day for no money? Mm. And if you're doing that, mm. and you be, you're getting a voice in that. But honestly, I I looked at your your artwork on your Instagrams. Mm. And whenever you used to do like paintings and stuff like that, and you had a, a unique style, and mm. I thought it's only going to be a matter of time mm. when Steve becomes like a Banksy. That's cool. But That's the great difference to hear. is everyone knows who you are. It's funny as well, you know. Again, going back to the serendipity side of it, even just it's weird to me that I can now just write my name on a T-shirt and sell it. Yeah, That's bizarre. That is. That, <laughs> that must be huge, it's, dude. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, how does that? You know, it still doesn't register. But it's ridiculous how far I can push this and just promote my own name. How does that feel? It's man? cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, we, when um, the new giraffe was born at the zoo and they put out a petition to name it and I posted up saying, if there's enough of us that get on board here, the new giraffe can be called Steve Brown. <laughs> and so people, <laughs> people started voting for Steve Brown as the name of the giraffe at the zoo. That's ridiculous. Wow. You know, like it's it is it's ridiculous, but it's pulling the piss. Yeah. It's, it's it's that obnoxious that it's untrue. Yeah. But that you've got to be. Oh, I think that's why it works. It's hilarious. Yeah. That's and then just why making it works. yeah, it's just Have you have you heard that comparison before that that you could be a Banksy? A lot of people say that when they're not artists because that's right. that's who people know. Yeah. You know, if I was to say James Jean, you'd be like, no idea. Yeah. Or Sam, Man, you know, these, I don't know these guys. Yeah. So Banksy's a big promoted name. So, yeah, yeah I, I hear that a lot. You do? But there's a lot of other artists that I'm probably way closer to. Right. Yeah. But but I, you hear that because that's what's street art. Well, like, I know Banksy. <clears throat> for the guys who don't know nothing, mm. that's the, the top of the, the hill. 
As in, that's yeah. Banksy's, Banksy's game know. changer. So when I, I Whether, mean, if it's one person, we don't know. That's could right. Be, could be a group. <clears throat> it's like Homer. Homer? Yeah, that wrote the Iliad and the Odyssey. They don't know That's whether it was game. one guy <laughs> oh, or right, really? a team of people. Is, it, is that yeah. true? Well, it was the first story he's ever written. I like that. 750 Did years BC. Did he write BC? The City of God or something? No. Uh, who wrote that? Not sure. Uh. Yeah. Iliad was the, the, the war on Troy. Right. Yeah. I don't really know much about Do you know the that. movie Troy? Yes, Brad Pitt. Yeah, that's the Iliad. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's the Iliad. That was written 750 BC. Oh, that was the Iliad. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, wow. but but Homer, they don't know whether he was a he was a individual. Mm. They he gives clues. Yeah, sure. Could he be a blind guy because he was represented as a bard, a traveling storyteller that was Very blind? Very cool. I like that. Or a team of people, but no one really knows. Mm. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, no. Do you know when I realized that? You were going to go huge. Mm. Is when um, Ryan Gosling. Oh, bro! When Ryan Gosling reposted or sent it to Hugh Jackman, did he? Is that what happened? I think it's the other he way tagged around. Hugh Jackman. Um, I, no, I think the other way around. So I think Hugh Jackman shared it because it was when it was when it was the right time. It was when Ryan Reynolds and. Um, and Hugh Jackman were having that Wolverine's better than Deadpool argument online. Oh, is that so, it? Yeah, that's what it is. So then I uh, think Hugh Jackman grabbed the picture and goes, yeah, but I'm up on walls. You know, like this is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds commented back going, I've got that um, painted on the bonnet of my car. And I'm like, what's happening right now? <laughs> like this is, that's um, yeah. like, that's cool, man. Because I think when you, when you, got, when you got noticed by those two, mm. I think everyone then sort of went, all right, maybe we should give this guy a second look. Maybe. Know? And look, I mean, and actually that's, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, there's a, there's a whole new wave of people after that. But I think there was there was already quite a bit of a following before that. I mean, Fox already paid me to, you know, so Fox asked Star me Wars? to do that. No, that, oh, that the, 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 yeah, Logan, yeah. Logan. So that's, and Star Wars. But like, yeah. you know, so I was already the artist in Perth that got to do the the Fox, that Fox chose me to actually do it. Wow. You know, so there was already a following there. But then after that, it was just like, I mean, you know, realistically, I don't care how big the following gets. That's a cool thing to happen. Oh, <laughs> you man. know, for me, I'm just like, that's. Well, it would it would be different who, if it was a shitty movie. <laughs> well, true. It's pretty cool, hey. <laughs> yeah, it's the fact that, that Logan was cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, you know, Star Wars is Star Wars, you know. Yeah, Star Wars. But you know what's funny as well, just going back to the Logan piece, is – I, there's a couple of walls in the city that I wanted to paint that on. And the city of Perth are like, no, you can't do that. You can't write Logan because it's advertising. So the city of, so Vic Park were like, come and do it over here. That's cool. They and then Ryan Reynolds shared it. Can you imagine what the friggin' if city of Perth said yes and the tourism on that, they could have just smashed the promotion on that. It's funny, right? Like what a, what a missed opportunity. And you yeah, don't know, you know. You don't. Yeah. When Ryan Reynolds mm. and, and the Hugh Jackman thing happened, did you notice a difference with your artwork and or requests that were coming in after that? Do you mean like if so the wall went up and people wanted that style? Or, the wall or went up. They just wanted the me Star to paint Wars, something. The Star in Wars there. Uh, mural went up. Yeah. You got mentioned by Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds on uh -huh. Twitter. Yeah. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack Nicholson, you know, made you paint his house Imagine wall. That. Yeah. So uh, did you notice a? Uh, Bit of a business leap like people were looking at that going maybe i should get that guy so, to do this so this this is what i was trying to say with my answer um, sure. but i think i've probably worded it better this time 
I don't think I don't think I did notice because I wasn't. I was just doing my thing. Yeah, sure. Y- you know, like it it didn't matter, and it's still. I mean, it, you know, business wise, it's, it's interesting Instagram likes and stuff like that. But I really never. That wasn't a source of wealth for yeah, me. Yeah, sure. You know, it's it's a good way to manage your engagement, work out if things are working or if they're not. But I don't think I noticed. I was just doing my own thing. Yeah, not. I don't think any more. Work, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. Just say Ryan Reynolds shared my thing again. I'm just stuck in there. <laughs> <laughs> Deadpool. Yeah, it shared was already. Your post. I'm funny. Uh, my brain's funny, man. I was talking to my friend last night about it. It's because it, he's quite similar. Is like. You know, people go, you got to love the process, not the destination. And it's interesting how I can track since I was very little that I've never, ever cared about the destination Same. of anything. Same. You know, once yeah. it's done, I forget that I am forget about that, dude. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I mean, we made a feature film of the, did you know, did you, know, did you, have you seen the film that we made? What? <coughs> of our old band? No. Dude, it's on Amazon now. Just got accepted on Amazon. Oh, really? It's a feature documentary. It's, it's like The Office, but a punk band. Really? Yeah. It's hilarious. But like that's, you know, I forgot that we made it as soon as we got. It, yeah. It closed Revelation Film Festival last year. Oh, wow. And as soon as that happened, I was like, what are we? Yeah. I kind of forgot. Yeah. It's, you know, it's always about the process. I, think. Oh, I love the pro- it's a process, yeah. man. You know? And isn't it, isn't it interesting when you go back to your, your works and there's certain key moments of things happening when they really should happen in order you, for you to get to the next yes, level. Yes, serendipities. And, and you may not see it at the time. There mm. could be real problems and ob- mm. that are facing mm. you at that time that you hate. Mm. But you've got to go through those times to get you to the next you stage, to. the next stage. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and I think as well you've got to embrace failure. Yeah, failure. And those things yeah. really important to fail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. especially, especially as an artist. Mm. I think more so as an artist than, I mean, business As an entrepreneur. Too, as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Those failures make you who you are oh, and develop that voice we were talking that's about before. so true. And it, yeah, it creates your own style. What's the worst failure you've, would you say that's, that's happened with you? Dude, I did so many. You know, I've probably failed Obstacle four times. Failure. It doesn't just have to be an art. No, no, no. Marriage, probably, yeah. relationship-wise. I'm, uh, you know, I, I also, you know, I've stopped saying I'm bad at this anymore. I just say... I'm learning how to do that better. <laughs> like, I need my inner dialogue to be quite positive all the time. Um, but yeah, like, you know, marriage and I guess, I don't know, man, you know, relationships are always hard, but I would say probably that's probably the, you know, it's called a failure, but it's not, it wasn't really a failure. No. You know, my, my daughters are probably really better off because yeah. they've got, you know, mum and dad who are so different, but they don't influence each other at all. You yeah. know, we don't really, we talk, but it's not like we're hanging out you know, yeah, going to see bands play or whatever. So, what is it? What is it? Do you think? Um, do you think you'll ever end up meeting someone? That I don't know. I, um, I was thinking. I've thought about this so much recently, and actually, like, just decided that I'm gonna really like. And it sounds so cliche, but really be married to my work at the moment. It's really time for me to knuckle down because I don't think I've worked that hard, but I really have. But I don't think I've. It's you know now I'm seeing things click together and go. There's a lot of work that I can do over this next five years that'll just change the game again I think I'm just bored do you think do you think you're impossible to be with when you're in that headspace I well from a, from a girl's point of view it depends who the girl is if they love it if, if they love that their partner is a hustler when it's time to hustle and then is home when it's time to be home then I think that they would be yeah. quite happy with that but 
certainly I don't think, yeah, either of my marriages were people that would <laughs> like that. They were very family people. Yeah. You know. And um, relationships should complement your life, not complicate it, right? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have no idea what the answer to that question is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I lose focus. I get very, very focused on a partner and it really eats away at my work productivity output and my money. I, that's probably quite a normal thing for a relationship, but uh, I, I notice I throw myself way into things if I decide something's happening. Into the deep end, straight off. Into the deep end, straight off, or, you know. Um, do, you set, do you tend to lose part of your identity with that, do you think? Or you try and push your identity on. Oh, on no, no, no. I never try you. to push my identity onto people, yeah. but um, maybe, but, oh, well, you know, you can, uh, find a new identity yeah. with someone. I, I just, I'm, yeah, right now for me, relationships are yeah. not a good idea to just, I just need to focus on my business. So you're single now? Yes. Yeah, I will be for a while until that person comes along. And if they don't, they don't. Yeah, and that's I'm, right. Like, I'm actually completely okay with that. The independence is good. I think. It's, it's just great. Even, even when you're married. Like I've, oh, I've, definitely. I've got a lot of independence. Yeah, in my, you always have. That was, that well, was one of the things. We're very independent people. Yeah. So, but when we're together, it's great. It's, about, yeah. it's better. It's great. But I don't think I could be with someone that needed that attention all the time. Yeah. I, well, I couldn't because yeah. I'm like you, mm. you know, I need that space to sort of really focus in on, mm. on other stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, do you think uh, your, I mean, you'd call them fails, but learning experiences mm. have had an influence in your artwork? Have you ever looked at your artwork and thought, where the fuck is this from in my conscience? No. In my subconscious? No. I always know where it comes from. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Probably that's part of. Sorry, okay, let me change that answer. So at the beginning, probably, I had to analyze why this was happening and what's what this means and what the story is. But now it's so I can paint something and not even think about what I'm painting and stand back and go, that's because of that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so I've really- So you're more in tuned. Might, way more in tuned. I think it comes with being post 40. You know, when somebody commissions you or you're going to paint for somebody, mm -hmm. do they influence you in- in a way of what the painting's going to be or who they are or do you just get a vibe from them and go, this is how I feel about you or what you're thinking? It changes all Because I'm trying time. to get to your process. Sure. Oh, my process? Yeah. Okay, look, so two-part question. The first part um, is that uh, I allow people to give me themes if they want. Okay. And story, that their story or whatever. But what's really interesting and I learned like pretty early in the game was that when people came up and they're like, what is this meaning? Like, oh, well, this is my story about when, you know, I was 17 and this is my growth spurt and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, that's interesting. Because to me, this is my childhood and that happened to me and blah, blah. And I'm like, their story was always better than mine. Oh, and okay. what's interesting with with my work, as I've noticed over the years, is it I, like I don't even tell people anymore. I say, no, that's, that's for you to work out. What does it mean to you? Sure. And um, that's how they sell. Because people just walk – like I was, you know, the other day just doing a, um, a piece for the gallery show at Corner Gallery the, last week. I Instagrammed from the easel. It's like a half-done painting and it's sold. Really? Because someone's like, that's my that's my story down on the river, you know, and I was like, dude, what? And it just sold on Instagram in like 10 minutes. It wasn't even finished because people now come along and go, that's my story. Everyone can see things in what sure. I – Sure. And I can't explain that. but That's great though. That's amazing. Yeah, and it sells. And the the other the other interesting thing is, it's fu it's it's funny how much I've learned about my process over the years. Hey, and this is good because it's bringing it out. You know, my my whole my whole thing since I started 
because my artist name is Monsters as Friends, you know, and that the name comes with embracing the things in life that are our demons. You know, the neck break it was my best friend. Mm. You know, like those things that we are afraid of in our lives, often if you sit there and look at them and deconstruct them, you learn so much more than if you ignore them. Yeah. And so that became a real it's thing. It's a very Buddhist philosophy. <coughs> Is it? Embracing those fears. Yeah. Becoming friends with them. Yeah. and that, But that's the, that's why it's monsters as friends. Right. And then so what happened is people started going, your artwork's really creepy, right? What's interesting about that is it's not creepy. It's just that when you were five, you got told that anything that looks like that is bad. So what happened then, I started labeling the titles of the painting. So it'll have something that people see as creepy and then I'll label it, you know, um, she wondered whether she wondered whether Jeff wanted some milk. And then when they look back, there's a whole different experience that they have with that picture and they sell. Right. So I've worked out this triangle thing where someone would go, that's scary, read it, look back and go, whoa, that's a whole different picture now and then buy it. Right. And that's a pattern. That's a really interesting pattern that's been happening. Does that answer your question? It does. It yeah, does. Yeah. It sort of goes. <coughs> so that's where it all came from, your, your style, Monsters uh, with Friends. Or it evolved into that. It evolved into that. <clears throat> it evolved into that. But dealing with fear as well. I just don't think we need half of the, you know, survival brain mechanisms that we still employ. Like we don't, there's no, the tiger in the leaves theory is done. We but don't need that anymore. That's because of how we think. But that's, that, but I also think that it's, we don't need, like, you know, it, it makes sense when we were sort of evolving to be afraid of something that we didn't understand because that's how we sure. survived. You know, that like tiger in the leaves that you've mm. heard that. Yeah. Um, we don't need that. No. You know, that's where racism comes from. Yeah. You know, like that's the way like being anti-equality or anything comes from. Yeah. I don't understand that. So I'm afraid. Like, shut up. Yeah. yeah we don't need that anymore. No, so, we don't. So that's, that's, and that's the theme of my art work. Right. Is this is not scary. You got to understand that this is not scary. So what, what is Steve Brown scared of? What's your worst fear? Uh, what's my worst fear? Um, at the mo at the mo it changes all the time. Yeah. But my worst fear at the moment is your monster. Uh, your monster that you can't just not accept. Be or um, not leaving a legacy would be a pretty big yeah. fear of mine. Yeah. So obviously I'm racing super hard to do that. <laughs> you know, like I'm not messing around. So yeah, making sure I guess you know just just leaving my mark a little bit. Just just knowing that I existed. Yeah. You know, that's that's an important. So if, if I don't make my little bit of mark, that's that's a big fear. Really? Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And th I don't, that doesn't come from like an arrogance point of view. It's just... No, I think a lot just, of people... I, I want to exist. That. Yeah. You know, like I want to make sure that... See, <laughs> I my thing is I just want to be forgotten when I'm gone. Yeah, dude. And so <laughs> another friend of mine said the same thing. I want to be here now and then gone. Uh, yeah, like, so I don't want to be... I mean, I suppose I'm contradicting by doing podcasts because people are still going to listen to it. Yeah. But it, it, for me, it doesn't, it used to be when I was younger, mm. I think very differently of death now. I think, um, yeah. I look, the less people think about me when I'm gone, mm. the freer I'll be afterwards. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what is afterwards, Yeah, but it'll be nothing holding me back. Mm. Um, so for me, no, a legacy has never been a thing. You know what I'm afraid of? Mm. Uh, regret. Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think the regret of <clears throat> not doing something. Yeah. Or trying to do something. Yeah. Or trying. At least trying. Is it, a yeah. lot worse 
than the fear of not doing something now. So but, re- and so the regret you're talking later about later on, later on when you're like ninety or, or ten years or whatever. Yeah, sure. If I'm on my deathbed, sorry to all the ninety-year-olds. Re- yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So> specifically ninety. <laughs> I don't know why that. <laughs> there could be young ninety-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that would be horrible for me. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah, that that would be a close second for me. I think. Yeah. yeah. But I guess that also lends into if I didn't do the legacy, that's my regret. Like, I it suppose. Would be. So it's sort of yeah, it'd be different types I of think regrets. You've Pretty managed, a pretty good legacy so far, mate. Still got time. <laughs> yeah, you still got time. Mm. What is the next step for you? So it, interesting, you know, years ago doing studying under you with film um, and being able to be at the point now where I get to rub shoulders and make music videos for some pretty awesome people. Mm. Um, but also that's the side hustle to my actual job, which is being an artist. It, yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of like a fun day-to-day thing. A lot of stress involved. There's a lot of hard work, obviously. Yeah, but, it is. Um, so yeah, the next step for me is just I, I think uh, this year hopefully getting to LA to do a show. Like I just because I paint really fast because I'm so impatient, so <laughs> I'll just smash stuff out. So and also you know the practice on doing walls and everything around. So yeah, trying to hook up a show in, in LA this year just to go and paint a body work and do an exhibition, just to tick it off really. You know, yeah, just for my own little well done and and shoot a film, shoot a, shoot a um you know my my. Regret would probably happen if I don't get a feature film up at really? some hundred percent for sure. Yeah, yeah, because because I've got such a spectrum of fantasy already. Yeah, I've you got do. a world there. You do that we can CGI and put True. kids in, and it's True. it's very Del Toro in Australia, and then we don't have a fantasy <coughs> genre here really mm. yet that's up and running properly. So it'd be kind of cool. To so this is that. feeding your art being an artist, a painter. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting, but you, you taught me <coughs> well, three-point. feed each other. You taught me three-point lighting, and that's how I paint. Did I? Yeah. Rembrandt? No, no, no. With um, In film school, yeah. that's when I understood lighting, and so I paint with three-point. Because, you know, it's funny, like. Well, three-point lighting came from Rembrandt. Oh, right, did it? I yeah. didn't even know that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the way the you're painter. the history person. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, so so uh, paint f- with the knowledge of the stuff I learned from film. What What is a painting that you could look back on and it's one that sticks in your mind. like That I've done? Yeah. There's one on the side of... I'll put that up on the video as well. Okay, cool. To show people. Um, there's there's a couple, but um, one probably that I'm pretty psyched on was pro- I think the first big outdoor wall that I ever did. And it's, there's a little girl in her socks and her nighty sitting like this looking at this goblet with this just this creature coming at her out of the goblet. And it's probably maybe nine feet tall. Wow! On the, in North Perth, um, nine feet. Yeah, nine feet. Oh, nine feet. No, bigger than that. Sorry, it would be. Yeah, nine feet. Yeah, nine feet's not very big. No. Is it? Yeah, yeah. So, but the reason why I think that really stands out is because that's when I started being able to tell the story. Because someone said, "Oh, that's so creepy. Like, wh- like, why is that so creepy?" I said, "Well, the, the interesting thing is the monster in the picture is a child monster." And then that monster's mum said, don't go near those humans that they're, they're going to kill us. And the person that was talking right, to us was like, okay. whoa, what? Okay. Because we became the monster. Yeah. And then this little baby all of a sudden became beautiful yeah. to the person I was talking to. I was like, sure. this is an interesting thing here. It is. Yeah. So that, that probably stands out quite a lot, I think, as a story. Anything else? Stand up pictures. I don't know. Not stand out, but ones that you can be, you're proud. They're like your proud children. Yeah, you know? I'm not there yet. Really? Nah. Because I'm so lazy as far as, not lazy, I get impatient when I'm painting 
and I could be doing them so much better. And the other thing is like, this is, goes back to something that we were talking about before. I've been really analyzing lately, like if I clean up my act and spend more time on the paintings to make them look like that, am I gonna lose the passion that people like about the picture? Yeah. You know, and I don't know what the answer to I that is. I just think, I think, I've got the answer. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I've been drilling my brain about this for so long. I don't think you should change. I like the fact that you're painting in that impatience, mm, right? Mm. Something's working there. Yeah. I just think you've got to do more of it. Sure. More more painting? Yeah. Yeah. i got to push a lot of stuff. No, Steve, seriously. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. I get impatient and I get frustrated, right? Mm. I can, like, I know you're doing, you've always been a guy that does so many fucking things. Mm. Like, you just spread everywhere. Mm. But unlike me, you do them pretty well. <laughs> I, I don't. Right? Well, I stay in my lane <laughs> yeah. with those things. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Like yeah. I've tried to do many things and mm. um, I can't. Mm. Like I have to really focus in on one thing or the other. Mm. But you're, you could be huge in the painting world. Mm. And I don't know, I've always had that feeling. It hasn't been I look at your artwork and I look at you and it's not about that. Mm. I just have that feeling, man, if this is all you did, mm. I mean, you're big now in your painting and you spread yourself out everywhere. Yeah. yeah mainly between film and, and – But I don't – I think that's good too. Mm. Like here's another thing I used to think – I used to talk about is that there's many things in life that you love. Mm. People tend to concentrate on one thing or mm -hmm. the other, you know. Yep. Uh, so when when I tell people now I don't do film anymore, mm. they're like, "What? Yeah, right. It's been such a big part. Yeah. It's not that I don't like film. Mm. It's just there's other things I found I really want to do more. Yes, of course. Yeah. You know, and that, that changes. Wanna, yeah. It, and that, it comes and goes. That will and change as well. You know. Mm. And I'm just hoping that <laughs> I'm just being selfish. Mm. I'm a selfish audience member. Going, I love it. Please get back to your because <laughs> honestly, mm. I think I think your filmmaking's great. Have you seen Have you seen some of the latest music ones? Videos, yeah, I have. See, I try and catch as many as I can. Yeah, I I also don't see it as film. To me, that's an artist with a camera. Yeah, true. And that's You're painting with. with I'm that. painting with people. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but there is something magical with your paintings, man. Cool. Thank you. It's been a good hustle. Like I could look at that. I could look at. I'd go through your Instagram all the time. Mm. And there's paintings that I just go back to and I look at mm. and I look at. Mm. And I, yeah, more story comes out the more yeah. you look at yeah. More times than I ever see a film. Yeah, sure. Interesting. But I think what it is is I'm seeing myself in the in the painting. Yes, and that's – and I'm Depending doing, I, on the I day, don't know where that's I'm feeling. From. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting too. It changes. Yeah. I don't know what – okay, but why? Because I, I, like, I don't I, – so I'm just following intuition here. I'm not – that's I haven't made a choice to make sure that every day you no, look but at the I picture think that's it comes why it works. Right. I think if there was a plan, right, it right. wouldn't work. Yeah, because you're thinking too much about yep. the details. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Do you think painting and creating comes from us, or are we tapping into an overall consciousness? I, I mean, my first answer would be it comes from us. Mm. Um, my second answer is I don't know. <laughs> I'm really like. Do you find you've painted something and you've forgotten the process of painting it? You know, when you drive home one day mm. and then you're at home. Yeah. You're yeah like, yeah. how the fuck how did, did I, I get, here? get here? Did I go through red lights? Yes. Whatever? That's, that's heavy. Because my last screenplay, my commission screenplay, was about a tattoo artist that used to go into trances and then 
she'd wake up and the whole back would be done hours later. Whoa, that's <clears> a great <throat> idea. But she became famous. You're such a good writer. Like your ideas uh, are pretty good. I, I think my ideas are better than my writing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's also like, and sorry to cut you off, going back to when you were teaching <clears throat> us, it was very interesting to see you break down and open our minds into have you thought about this? Yeah. It was never do this. It was like, you know, we've got, and I still do it, man. I do it with my students when I'm teaching film. Like, so there's like two two hitmen, two 20-year-old hitmen in a cafe going to kill a mob boss or whatever. And we're like, you know, a, a, you know, student film writers, everyone's a hitman and th- yeah, it has to be yeah. a twist and it has yeah. to be all that thing. And you're like, okay, it's interesting. What if they're both 90-year-old women and they're robbing the place? Oh, yeah. because, Play the opposite. Yeah. yeah, because their son, someone's son is sick or whatever. And we were just like, whoa. Because now we're seeing 90-year-old women with guns. Yeah. It's like mind It changes things. Yeah. So th- and that's what I don't know if you do that with yourself, do that switch all the time intuitively and naturally but that's you blew our minds with that man. well i d- i did it just to get perspective different perspectives do you do that on your like with that tattoo script and that do you do it on your own stuff or are you naturally you're already living in that space yeah i'm it's living already in old that. women with guns that's no, that would be where you'd go no to. i do think about that but yeah. it's to bring life into a character yeah, it's like this this girl who was a tattoo artist becomes famous because of it it's called the jade effect and yeah. she writes a book but it's getting back to what i was saying mm. Where is that coming from? I don't know. I, 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 like, look, I'm, I'm, especially with creative stuff, I think it's probably nature and nurture yeah. rather than we're tapping into something higher than ourselves. Because mm. I, I certainly don't, you know, that's a cool story, that tattoo one, but it's not a true one. No. You know, and so it's a, it's a good idea as a sci-fi or a fantasy film, but that's, I don't think, I mean, there would be people out there definitely be like, this is happening, but... I've never seen it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm only drawing on my experiences. Yeah. I'm not drawing from a higher power. That you know of. That I know of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that goes back to my thing. I don't know. I don't know. You, maybe. Go home, you go home today and you're like, yeah. oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you can't going, your hand is there a red light involved? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but, you know, there are people who would believe that that would be a thing. Was there, was there anyone else in your family that was creative like you? Yeah, my mum. Well, just funny, man. Like my, everyone. Everyone and I never really realized until recently. I, I've never really seen my dad as creative until recently. But my mum was a drawer when we were young. Oh, okay. She had horses, so we grew up with like with horses, and she'd draw horses. And so we'd but how you how do you do hind legs? And so that was cool. And then dad is a um, you know, he's a Microsoft MVP. Like he wrote the not Excel, the Excess Manual for Microsoft. Really? You know, like his brain's just like whoa, this is happening now. And that's how he's seeing drop down menus and everything. It's crazy. And so, but that's so creative. It is it, in know, a different way. In a different way. Yeah. And I never saw that because he's, you know, we were one of the first Ataris as a proper thing. Like he's a computer writing code for it. So my brother learned that. And then recently I saw, we had a bit of a slideshow where we showed my daughters with the, the slide projector out and we showed my daughters the trip around America where I was born. Um, while they, while I, my parents were there, so so they, we were watching just a slide showing the kids like, this is like wow. the Grand Canyon, and yeah. here's me as a baby, and blah blah. And it wasn't until I started looking at the composition that my dad was using way back then, intuitive on slide, so you don't yeah, know, yeah, true. And the lighting was, I mean, slide you can pull lighting either way anyway, but like, it was perfect, and yeah. I was like, whoa, he's 
creative as hell. Yeah. You know, and I've never seen that until literally last year. My dad was an amateur photographer. Yeah. Uh, he was a mechanic by trade but became a photographer, mm. just amateur photographer. Never wanted to touch the camera at all. That just wasn't me. And, you know, one day I was travelling, I had a two-megapixel camera. I remember those. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was in Burma in 2004, I think it was, when no one was going. I remember that was when Rambo came out. <laughs> Isn't it? Because remember, you were, remember you. I think you were telling us about the story with the bad guy in the Rambo film. He watched that happen to his parents. That's why he wanted yeah. to act it. Remember? Yeah. That was because that was Burma, right? Yeah. Was it Burma? Yeah. I'm oh, pretty Afghanistan. Sure. Number six. No, number six was, right. was Burma. Two thousand and four. I'm pretty. Well, I don't know. We were talking about it, and I'd met you. So. Oh, okay. Oh no. So you, that was two thousand four. Yeah. So. Little, two years earlier. Yeah. Because you went back again a few years later. I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah, did. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But um, I took this picture of a young girl. Her father was making food and the young brother was there helping and she was there and they would carry it around the big sticks, you know. Mm. What I'd learned was that her old other brother had passed away and that this young girl, her look on her face, she was just sitting there like this with mm. her, her chin leaning against her closed fist and she's sitting on the pavement and she's just staring away. And I took this photo. Mm. But do you know it was that photo that changed everything for me? Because really? every time I looked at the photo, depending <clears> on <throat> the situation and mood I was in at that time of my life, mm. would change what the young girl is thinking. Oh, wow. So if I was in this blissful mood. So your inner dialogue became her inner dialogue. Wow. And I'd see it in the face because her face didn't have any expression except deep and thought and wonder. Mm. And I always thought, what is she thinking? Even when I took the photo, mm. Is she looking at a foreigner and seeing their life in their shoes when they were so poor? Mm. Or is she thinking about her mother or brother that passed away? Mm. Or what is she thinking? Yeah. So whatever a she was question from school that she's thinking about. It could be what anything. is it? Yeah. So whatever she was thinking represented my being at that time whenever I looked at the photo. Wow. And I got more from that photo than I had anything I'd done film-wise or anything even looking at a film yeah, because it represented so many different things. Mm. I said, I realized the power of photography. Sure. That's and a I started, massive moment. I started to do more photography mm. from that moment because of what it was speaking to me, mm. that voice. You mm. know? And I'm thinking, you know, people probably get that from your paintings. Possibly. Yeah. They, they put their own voice onto it and tell me what that is. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. They put their own thing. Well, on you it. know, you look at it and you start thinking different things. I always think of, the, the fairy tales that were true, mm -hmm. this is when I look at your paintings. Right. It is my imagination when I was young mm. and someone's drawing it. Yeah, sure. That's That no one would believe when I was young. Sure. I, w I was the guy, you know, War of the Worlds, mm -hmm. the original mm -hmm. on LP. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I used to listen on tape. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that was awesome. I painted on the, on the LP cover, the record cover, had – people running through the streets, mm -hmm. the big tripods behind them. Mm. I drew that, a full mural on my full wall wow. in my bedroom. At what age? 27. 12. <laughs> really? Were you allowed to paint a mural on the wall? That's amazing. I had it on pencil. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. And it took me weeks yeah. and weeks and weeks. And um, I always used to make up stories. The kid's story I'm writing now, mm. Dion and the Magical Sphere, is about a, a young kid who finds a portal in his bedroom. Right, wow. In the wall that was left there by the grandfather that went missing. And what he has to do when the porthole comes alive. We're doing yeah. like an augmented reality book. I've got a team that's working oh, on Oh, good, that. man. That's Yeah. 
And yeah. um, so a kid can read the story, mm. put the book down on the bed, mm. and the thing will come to life by putting an iPad there. Yeah. It's augmented reality. Yeah. So when I when I it reminds me of my fairy tales sure. that I was talking about when I was young. Mm. And the stories I would make up in my bedroom. Because mm. I sort of, my sister was 10 years older. So by the time she moved out, I was like an only child. And she got married quite young. Sure. So I had to entertain <coughs> myself. <coughs> and uh, I would listen to things like um, <coughs> War of the Worlds. Sure. But my, my parents never censored my, what I watched. Okay. So I was 11 when I saw The Exorcist for the first time. Wow. Wow. I, I <coughs> s- That's such a well shot film. Yeah. <laughs> I know, at that the age. sound design's incredible. At that age. Well. And a few things stuck in my head, you mm. know, with that film. But seeing <coughs> Poltergeist and, and Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm. it changed my life. Mm. But there were stories that I'd made up in my bedroom about uh, escapism, mm-hmm. you know, uh, finding portals, yeah. uh, a UFO, dinosaurs that would come visit me at mm. night and no one would believe me and that yeah, sort of thing. Sure. I get the same feeling from your paintings. Sure. Yeah, I've that's why I think I always <coughs> look at them, and I'm you know that's why it relates to me, yeah. and I think it relates to a lot of adults mm. in the same way. I think so. That's I mean that's definitely seems to be the pattern. Yeah, you know, and <coughs> I was thinking back to um, is there a C.S. Lewis quote that said like a a children's book that adults can't enjoy is not a children's book. That's true. That's amazing. That's true. So a lot of my stuff is just based on that. Yeah, because it's so it's interesting, right? Because it is it's very comic and child like and for an adult to buy that and put it on their wall and it's very interesting but also it's it's subconscious i think it is yeah because do you think every kid or every adult has had those experiences depending on the nurture of their parent child um upbringing which experiences fantasy ones yeah uh probably i would say i mean like where mind being able to take yourself and put yourself into a space where the world around you doesn't exist, but you're creating your own. You know, my I grew up in a, a family where my dad was a pastor of a church. So he really, yeah. Do you know that? No. Yeah, right. That's why we were in America. That's where I was born because I was doing Bible college there. Really? Yeah. So, so when I'd go with my dad to visit families, because he would go and sit with the families for six hours and talk to them and just you know help out or see. You know, he was a pastor, so that's what he did. You know, sometimes I was it was the eighties, so you can leave your kid in the car. You know, it's those sort of yeah, days. Yeah, sure. Um, the free days. The free days. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> um, you know, and so I'd I'd pretty, like sit in the car waiting maybe for two three hours for my dad to to finish inside with the family or with the youth or whatever, and so I'd just find receipts on the ground and just a crappy pen and just sit there and draw, like every single time. And the, the couple of things that that taught me was I'm creating a world here where that three hours are just gone in like two minutes because of creating, drawing, and sure. learning and. But then the other thing that it taught me as well is like make art out of what you've got right in front of you. True. That's interesting. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, when I started doing art back in the day, I just do it on bits of wood that I find or an old record that was a dollar at a bob shop because that's what I had. Yeah. You know, like can't afford like a $150 canvas. Did you hear the story? That reminds me of Picasso. He was Mm. in a cafe and he was uh, doodling on a like one of the napkins. (coughs) Yeah. Somebody liked the drawing he was doing. And as Picasso left, uh, the lady stopped him. And he was about to throw it out. And the mm. lady stopped him and said, excuse me, can I have what you drew there? Mm-hmm. And he looks at it and he goes, sure. And I, f- I forget the number, but he goes, 
20 grand. Mm, yeah, I didn't hear that. 110. Did yeah, you hear that? Yeah, it's, it's great. And she goes, but you were just doodling. And mm. he goes. It took you no time at all. It took you no said. time at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he turned around and he said, what is it? It took me. Taken me the last 40 years 40 of my years life to, of my life to, do, that that to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like he was doing it mm. regardless of where he was. Mm-hmm. He was just creating art mm. while he was thinking and yeah. having a coffee. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, and it was, and that, that, and that's the other thing <clears throat> that my dad has really pushed on me since I was very, very young, is that art is only worth what people are willing to pay for it. That's all it's worth. Do so you, you think so? Yeah, because you get a, you get a banana that's sticky taped to a wall, and it's sold for two hundred and twenty grand the other day. That that's that's. I think that's more of a tax write off. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> but you, it's it's like you know my my. Yeah, it's only worth what people are going to pay for it. But you're talking business-wise. <coughs> I think uh, it's sure. worth a lot. Yeah. The reason why people M- on pay a that monetary money, aspect. So yeah. yeah, yeah. The reason why people pay that mm. to put it on their wall is because it gives them things they can't get sure. today. And with money, and they can't. Yeah, you can't really buy that anyway. No. So it's worth. It's more reminding them, them of their, their probably their innocence, mm. their childhood. Yeah, there's a lot. Their time that their parent, their father used to tell them night stories before he passed away. Mm-hmm. Yep. It meant a lot. Yeah, and people attach themselves very quickly to that. Yeah. It's, and it's great. Getting back to what you were saying, you're an agnostic now. Uh, yep. Cho- Coming from a, a father who is a pastor. <laughs> yep. How did, how did that go down? Interesting? Man, look, I just, there is no one that I would rather be like more than my dad. Really? He is, I, it's just. That's great to hear though. Oh, I, don't, I don't know how he's such a good person. You know, like I don't know, and he, like, he, the the lack of judgment in a, I've fantastic. never seen anyone. It's rare. It's very rare. So him judging me, it doesn't didn't exist. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's what's happening. Do you want some eggs? <laughs> you know, like regardless of what was going on emotionally for him, because that's quite a scary thing to have your sons pull away from the church, especially after doing a lot of youth leadership and stuff that well, I've also because of the ideology of it. Sure. Yeah. But it's the journey, man. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, What made you become agnostic? Christopher Hitchens. (laughs) 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 No. Um, I think, uh, I think it's. R.I.P. Christopher Hitchens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, It's a a proof thing for me. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of different versions of it, you know, like, you know, a a lot of rebuttal to that would be, yeah, but you can, you can't see the wind, but you can feel it. You know, and that's a very Christian thing of mm. like you can feel God in situations. And look, that's true, mm. I, I suppose, you know. How do you explain faith? Faith. How would you? Uh, faith. There's actually there's a Bible quote about faith and what that, how it is. I like, was going to quote a Nietzsche thing. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Mine was from Hebrews. I think it's something. something Hebrew, like, Nietzsche. It's the belief Frederick in Nietzsche. things that haven't happened yet. Okay. I think it's the, the summarized version of what Hebrews is ne- saying. Nietzsche said, uh, a casual stroll through the lunatic asylum tells you everything you need to know about faith. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because they're all seeing yeah. God. Yeah. And they're all, you know. What was the other one as well? As someone said, like, um, <laughs> faith is like, oh, Douglas Adams? Maybe, maybe. Faith is like searching for black cats in a pitch black room uh, as a blind person and then finding them. Oh. And I was like, whoa. That's just nuts. Yeah, like because you're imagining it. <laughs> you know, just where it, you know, and then finding them, it's like, there's, you can't see it. You know, yeah. you can feel it, I just suppose. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. Do you yeah. know? I'll, but I'll also, you know, serotonin and dopamine are a thing. They are. And we need to understand that. They are. You know, some people would, 
you know, drink a, th- a thing of an energy drink and have the same feeling as the people in the church would be on a Sunday yeah. morning. I'm, I'm wanting to do the Chilean retreat, ayahuasca retreat. Sure. <laughs> I'd love to do that. Th- that is there priority <laughs> involved in that? <laughs> no, it's ayahuasca, man. It's the God drug. Oh, that's a thing? I didn't even know yeah. that was a, a title yeah, or something. You go th- with a shaman. Mm. And they take you through it in the middle but of see, the... see, you know, that goes back to, I think, something we were talking about before. Um, but, like, you know, the search for God in that is, to, to me, it doesn't... It's it's a drug. Yeah. You know, it's not... You're not... I mean, so not you, but, like, I don't... If but I was to take something, I don't, I'm not going to find God in that. I'm finding my brain receptors are changing form and, you but know... But brain receptors that are not active now, that maybe if they were, you would... Or, they, or they're not for something? a specific reason... Yeah. At the time. But yeah, no, I don't know. I heard a really interesting thing that the apostles uh, often ate mushrooms. So, you know, not just the apostles, How they grow but the a lot of mushrooms, magic mushrooms. They must be there, right? They must be. They must be. How can you explain a mushroom? I don't know. <laughs> Probably Magi- coming down on an asteroid? Yeah, maybe. Isn't it like one of those things that are not from this planet? Mushrooms? I don't know, but I, I did hear like that I did hear that language probably came from um, way back mid monkey the ability to speak language to each other came from us eating mushrooms right because then we're like yeah yeah true. Uh, but that's what i heard anyway <clears throat> so Wiki- evidence wikipedia you're talking about evidence and look think, or think, just proof yeah uh, i think look i i i still say i'm a believer but i'm not a christian yeah you, you well know, that's that's me too the issue i have with christianity is the christians <laughs> you know yeah that's there's a real issue there yeah um of entitlement yeah. And and it's just not I, – I can't read anywhere in the Bible where Jesus acted like most Christians that I met. Well, that's true. It didn't happen. Well, didn't it's happen. like, like I, I, I recently got back, went through the Vatican, mm. and you're walking through there. It's a celebration of the artists, mm. Raphael, Michelangelo, Benini. Mm. All the Ninja Turtles. But Yeah, all the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. But you sit there and go, well, if Jesus ever did come back, mm. there's no way he'd step foot in here. Nah. In this palace, way too much gold, man. He'd be, you know, he'd be with the poor, hundred right? percent. Yeah. Um, so I'm with you. I'm, mm. I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person. Mm. I can go. I can do this as a whole podcast. Mm. Uh, I've got a. Oh man, I could go on for hours about it, dude. Yeah. Like my my knowledge of the Old Testament and New Testament is just. Well, like, maybe we should do that. Oh, it'd be it'd be great. And you know, what's funny is, man, I, I I'm the first person in a bar, like at, you know, three in the morning, if someone misquotes the Bible, bro. Gonna, you get owned by me. Don't come at you know, like don't misquote because that's to yeah, me that's exactly. another propaganda stream that's just awful. Mm. You know, don't misquote anyone. No, oh, mate, we've got to have a podcast. Yeah, on I that. love getting on. Oh, like uh, I'm just like my backs. Because I've, I've like, got bro, a, this is what this. Man I told you, I've got a Jesuit priest coming on. You did, yeah. That's gonna be interesting because I'm wanting to find out. And he's he's one of those cool characters that um you know, he will knock something. If he disbelieves in it, not because it's written. Sure. So uh, he refers to the Vatican as boss because that's just the company he works for. Sure. That sort of a thing. Interesting, you know? eh? Yeah. Wow. Um, no, but I'd love to talk because that's why I'm venturing into the desert of Jordan, Israel, sure. and Palestine. Yeah. Because I've got questions and I'm mm. wanting to go to places where there can be archaeological evidence too. Because yep. archaeology is, is actually turning up a lot of interesting things mm. now. Mm. Like, did you know Bethlehem, there was said that that's where he was born. Mm. They've actually found two Bethlehems now in, in ancient oh, really? Israel. That's One is actually close to Nazareth. Right. Which they believe that's very could be yeah. the Bethlehem. See, my, th- so this is my dad's lane. He, you'd be able to have a rad conversation yeah. with him about that stuff, man. Like that's, that's so interesting to me to hear. 
Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Well, archaeology is is turning up a lot mm. of this stuff, mm. and is the Temple Mount where it's obviously the oh, most, yeah. you know, fought over fought over place <laughs> in in history. Yeah, but now there's evidence to show that you know the Wailing Wall. Yeah, that's the old Temple of Solomon that they they pray to, mm-hmm. and they are in mourning uh, when they bow to the wall of the destruction of the temple. Yeah, sure. So when Jewish people get married, they mm. break the glass. That symbolizes the, the destruction of the temple. Does it? Yeah, yeah. Right, Even when all... they build houses, they yeah. will always leave a portion of their house unbuilt Wow. as a tribute really? to the third temple not being built. Wow. Because you know? that was Solomon, Solomon. Um, who rebuilt the temple. Yeah, Solomon built it and then Herod rebuilt it. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yep. but... There's evidence coming out now that the actual Temple Mount was a Roman fortress called the uh, Fortress Antonia, which is to Mark Anthony. So the Wailing Wall could be a retaining wall to the fortress of a Roman fort. Wow. And that the real Temple Mount is literally 100 metres away. That's going to upset a lot of well, people. It would, <laughs> but tr- yeah. it wouldn't change anything because tradition is, is, tradition is more powerful than Yeah, especially in Jewish culture. Proof. Now, as well, like yeah. even if they said that is the the, the area of the real temple, mm. they'll still pray to the wall because it's tradition, you know. See, that's what bothers me about religion, yeah, tradition. And just like, but we're proving that that's wrong, we don't care, we're gonna do this anyway, yeah. That's very interesting to me yeah. to get into a mindset where that's the case, yeah. Like, what kind of idea do you have to have? I oh, know, you know, it's bizarre, it's bizarre. But then you hear of things like, like um, the temple at Delphi, mm. the most spiritual place of the ancient world for thousands of years. Mm. It's weird going through there because your hair stands on end. And you don't know why. Is it because it meant so much to a lot of people mm. over thousands of years? That's where the oracle was, where they'd go ask the question sure. of the oracle. For the never-ending story. No, I'm All the movies. <laughs> yeah. Look, um, The Matrix, yeah, the, the Matrix, oracle. The oracle right, yeah. uh, 300, mm. he goes to see the oracle. Yeah. Uh, everything. It's based off the Temple of Delphi. Yeah. It's, it's a so interesting, hey? weird feeling when you go there yeah. because you think this is this was the it place was there. that yeah. people used to travel months to get to, to yeah. ask. And it's proof. Mm. Because all the great leaders went there mm. before they conquered countries, it would be a lot easier to prove what they're doing is right to the public yep. if they got the blessing from the oracle. Interesting. So Alexander the Great, who Nero, gave the power Socrates, to the oracle, like Apollo, right. the god Apollo. Right. They said the god Apollo spoke through the oracle yep, sure. called the Pythia. Yeah. And then they would take that back. Yeah. But going there yeah. to see where the oracle sat. Very interesting. Hey? Oh man, it's yeah. like the story of it's stories, you yeah. know. And that's why and I that like, happened. That's why I like the Bible. That's mm. why I like even the Quran and reading. It's not so much the you know the spiritual belief of mm. what happened. It's the freaking stories. It's a pretty it's a pretty good um, story keeping book. Oh man, for you've sure. Got, you've got Lord of the Rings. You have got Game of I Thrones know, yeah. in there. And, and even you, if you the like love stories. So much. I mean, my dad's. This is out of my lane a little bit when I talk about this, but you know. Um, a lot of what happened in the Old Testament didn't happen. And it's so clear. Yeah. It's such a Jewish storytelling thing. But also it came on. from older stories. So It got passed on. It's Chinese whispers. Well, per- Noah and the Flood came from Greek mythology. Right. You know? Right. I mean, it's yeah, the same, I, same story. Yeah, yeah. This is um, the zeitgeisty type thing, isn't it, where the religions have the same... Well, they, they put it to an Egyptian god, yeah. and that's been sort of 
debunked a little bit. Mm. But the flood story is in every ancient culture. Mm. It, and, you know, a lot earlier. Yeah, so something thousand. happened. Well, there was a flood. Something happened. There was yeah. a flood. You know, we can see that the in ice age. rocks, can't you? You can see that yeah, there was, yeah, there was, there was a flood. Of so, yeah, there's a lot of things in, in the ancient um, text, the mm. Old Testament, that have come from earlier stories. And that's yeah. what I'm wanting to ask the priest. Well, okay, well, yeah, ask him some things about, like, um, uh, Jonah being swallowed by the fish yeah. on the way to Nineveh. Yeah. Like, that didn't happen. And it's a no. story of racism Yeah, because he didn't want to go. He's like, screw this. And God's like, you should probably be over there. But then stories like Job as well and, yeah. you know, because Job is such an interesting story because <laughs> it just like boils and everything and sitting in the in the in the desert with his mates going you should probably just give up don't don't mm. be you anymore you and his family hated him and then there's parts where Satan's talking to God and God's talking to Satan and I was like who was writing that down mm. that didn't happen like who you know but in the book it's like yeah God and Satan have this conversation and we're yeah. just like read over it. oh cool let's get back to Job I'm like do you know what I mean? Is there a yeah. lady in the corner with a guy? God, can you just slow down because I can't. <laughs> but then, you know, like, but the, then, um, Lucifer was the favorite angel of God. The angel of music. Angel of music mm. and the morning light. Mm. He was the most beautiful and mm. the most powerful. Mm -hmm. So whatever happened there. But the story of the battle in heaven mm. between God and the angels also happened between the Olympians and the Titans. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It also happened between Set. Mm. But this is why and, I think it's just a way of us trying to understand, understand things that we don't know. And But when your focus is on that, then we're not trying to prove string theory, yeah. which actually could be a thing. See, but I like to – like set battling Horus. It I sounds great. No, but I like to believe it. <laughs> yeah, it and, sounds you know, good. the Olympians and the Titans, yeah. there's some weird things that happen, yeah. man. Like the Kraken, bro. Well, I'm, like, I'd well, love well, to see that. the Kraken – is Norse mythology. It's not Greek mythology. Oh, really? No. They should have said Typhon. Typhon right. is what came out of the water. Right, right. And it's what Zeus battled for like 10 years before yeah, right. he locked it under there. How, this is how much I know about mythology then. I'm like... Well, I loved it because that's how we got into the Kraken versus Batman. Because <laughs> Batman was one of the gods. <laughs> I, have no I love that saying. <laughs> Release the Kraken. Yeah, and it's wicked. What a... Yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah. I went to the birthplace of Perseus. Oh, man, you've been everywhere now. It's great. Well, when I was going there, I mm. was sitting there having a coffee. I was on my own, back, like Jocelyn was back. I'd mm. gotten lost. There's a photo of me taken with a drone in the middle of nowhere, like on this lonely winding road yeah. in between trees. Oh, you put that up. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was in the cafe and this mm. young girl came out to get my my coffee, my order. And it was this old Greek lady, you know, one of the, the stereotypical dressed in black face like yep. an old yep. leathers catches mitt. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and and having <laughs> her so having her eyes as dark as a beetle's back, right? Mm -hmm. She's just staring yeah, at me. And they stare, eh? I was talking to the girl and I said, oh, I'm actually here. I'm I'm going to venture out to look for the birthplace of Perseus. Mm. And she goes, oh, okay, is this, is this what? I said, no, I'm just doing it for interest because I love the stories. And but the different thing in e in Greece is that there's places of where those stories are based. Right. So they every story, uh, the Minotaur and Theseus mm -hmm. comes from the island of Crete underneath Minos, sure, sure, sure. which we went there as well. Yeah, sure. So uh, they're all Greek Orthodox now. Yeah. Uh, which is Christian, right? Mm. As she was going back in to tell the, the barista, the old lady stopped her. Mm. And then as she was coming out, she said to me, she goes, um, I said, oh, is your grandmother unhappy I'm here? Or, mm. She goes, no, my grandmother asked um, me uh, what you were here and where you were from. Mm. And I told her that you were here to look up 
the story of Perseus and go there. And I said, oh. And she turned around and she said to the daughter, warn this young man that when he ventures out, don't forget there's Pan and the nymphs are still out there. Wow. Seriously. And she's, that's... Coming from a Greek Orthodox. Wow. So they still revere the old religion. Yeah. Even yeah. though they're Greek Orthodox, yeah. there's still a lot of respect for sure. For the old the ancestors I found and that stories. Was so so when I was out there on my own. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why you got a drone, so you can just get a massive wide of sense. I actually posted a photo of me there just going, I was just told I'm I swear I'm hearing nymphs laughing. Yeah, yeah, it? sure. And I'm just like, oh, this is but it was so fascinating to hear mm. because these people that's like indigenous culture out on country, dude. Exactly like the, the, li- the little pranks the dudes that live in the shadows on the rocks. Yeah. And like that stuff's amazing. Exactly that. Yeah. And they and they believe it. Of course they you do. You know, if you break your arm on a rock, it was one of those little guys that did it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's very interesting. And I've seen the rocks too. Yeah. Like some of their great. mythologies in the landscape. What do you think, Steve? What happens after you, dying? Yeah. Are you gonna be like the Robin Williams film when your whole heaven is like paint? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't. I what don't dreams know. may come? Have you seen it? I think I have. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, a, of, people, a lot of visual stuff. A lot is that of Michelle Gondry. A lot of people connect. Yeah, I think so. it is. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people connect that to being. You know, it's what you make of it, sort of a thing. Sure. So you just go to your happy place. Oh. Or do you believe we we become a blade of grass and you'd be I, happy with that? I. I mean, I'm happy with not even thinking about it. you know like i i think when i went agnostic you know i was looking up and talking to different people who had made that choice and um the pascal's wager yeah came out in my brain i'm like that that's where i am okay you know i'll believe but i'll just leave it there yeah and i don't think it needs to be answered it, and, that's what and i, mean. I don't like think a, we need i don't think we can answer yeah it. i've got other things to think about but i don't think anyone on this planet can answer that truthfully. Which is why everyone should be agnostic. Yeah. You know, even well, like... Leave to yourself a bit open to sort of go... Just... And to read more. Yeah, man. Imagine if, you know, and to read more. Well, I... Yeah, I, I think that's true. I well. quote the Quran to my Muslim friends. Yeah, interesting. I eh? hate it. Because, <laughs> because I know. Um, yeah. Because I love the stories and mm. I respect the stories. Mm. I respect what they believe and I, I believe in a lot of that too. Mm. But I don't believe I would have read a lot of the Quran if I wasn't... Just curious yep. because, I mean, I, <laughs> I've got the Bible and the Quran hmm. with uh, the Roman culture there. That's so good. Uh, with yeah, Lord see? of the Rings and Gladiator. Uh, yeah. Have you got Narnia? Have you got the but Narnia look, series? Over here I've got um, <laughs> Mein Kampf. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I've also got the history of Stalin. That's so because interesting. what I'm curious Any on. Any Ayn Rand books? No, what I'm <laughs> curious on and all the mythology books, what I'm curious is – Here's a guy mm. that influenced 80 million people. Dude, with in five doctrine. years. Yeah. Like that's... So why wouldn't you want to read, how did this happen? Yeah. And how do we stop that from happening again? Yeah. But you have to know that, you have to read and understand yeah. that to know I have how to, know to know what his psychology 100%. is. 100%. What he's thinking about. Yeah. It's like the prophet Muhammad, mm. uh, his angel Gabriel in a cave mm. speaking to him. Mm. You know, it says, Ikhra, which means read. Mm. How did that one person mm. influence over a billion people today? Yeah. It's not the Muhammad, belief of it. Yeah. Mm. It's I'm interested in finding out the stories. Mm. Like how does one person and their beliefs influence this many people? Is it a divine thing or is it something no, they in believe? my mind it's not. But I'm it's saying just... to 1.8 billion or 1.4 billion, mm. it is divine. Sure. All right. It's like the Christians. Mm. Uh, it's the same thing. But oh, I, it's the same thing. That's, but I, would, I like I would, to know. I like yeah. to know what is it. 
Well, and it's, it's that thing as well of going, um, I don't, you know, be, growing up, uh, especially under my dad, who's just an incredible person, I've said that, like his, his empathy levels are through the roof, but watching people's lives change for the better when they made a decision to become a Christian. It's great. You can't. You can't deny that. And who is it for? Like, why would I go, no? I, <laughs> I know, always like, say if it makes you a better person, mate, it's, you believe whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, and there's no one doing that because that's that life's that's experience right. that they've had. Yeah. It's not up to me to go, by the way, can you show me some proof? It's yeah, like, dude, exactly. that's great for yeah. you. That's uh, We think that way because we're like agnostic. Sure, yeah. I think we're, we're – I mean, we're not judgmental on anything. Yeah. And, in fact, if it makes you a better person – it's definitely right. Go go for it. Yeah. You know, like I'm not going to say don't do this, don't believe in this. And mm. that's another thing I don't like about religion mm. sometimes. It's yeah, like if you don't believe in this, mm. then you're not going to go there. So you know what's interesting you know? is I don't think I, – I can't remember – well, I'm trying to stretch my brain, but I can't remember Jesus ever saying that. No. That's what's interesting. No. But we – you know, like – No, I think, I think the – the popes have said it. Well, where Christianity even became a thing was, you know, um, where Constantine's mother said, that this is getting some legs here. Yeah. You've got to watch out and get control. So yeah. the Roman Catholic Church started. Yeah. And then when we fast forward to, I think, the, Hel- the Reformation. Helena, her or, name was. Yeah. Helena, yeah. yeah. Um, you've got to run speed dial. <laughs> like, <laughs> can I speak to your son, please? Um, and then, you know, fast forward to. Mother, mother. Yeah. Mother, fast forward to where. The off run of Christianity came from that I, you know, that I grew up in, um, that Martin Luther with the written yeah. door, nailing the new rules. I've spoken about that on a podcast. Have you? Yeah, yeah. very, very interesting story. Yeah. And by the way, we think you should be allowed to read. Yeah. And this is what the Bible That's says. That's right. That's because right. Because the 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 Catholics would, would making sure people didn't read. That's right. And then saying, oh, all the Bible, Latin. you definitely need to pay us for your sins because we're hearing from God. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I know. You know, but know. people believed it. So this this version is actually like, I don't know where I'm going with all that. but that's No, but it is interesting. Very, very I interesting. I just read the book of Enoch. Oh, did you? Oh, man. Sure. That's interesting. So that's. That was way before oh, the Bible. You, uh, yeah, well, I'm not sure. I don't know when it was, from, but it's interesting. It's, it's funny hearing the ancient alien theorists yeah. talk about how Enoch was the first ever abductee. Yeah, right. Because wow. he came back years and years later. People didn't know where he went. And he was the same age. Really? So, yeah, yeah. It was wow, like, that book was fascinating. Mm. Well, even Ezekiel with the Ezekiel, yeah. Uh, you know, because Elijah got taken up. Yeah. Well, it's Elijah. Elijah and, and Elisha. Sorry, that's yeah. the two. Yeah. yeah so Elisha right. was the apprentice taken up to the heavens in a fiery yeah. thing. Yeah, that's right. Abducted. Well, it's like <laughs> it's like the Indian culture too. Yeah. You know, the Hindu culture. Sure. Of, yeah. of they they've got just as many good stories, but with technology. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They do, right? Flying yeah. ships and oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Steve, anyone that wants to check out your work, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram is probably my business card. So that's that's probably a pretty good representation of. My work, Monsters as Friends. Monsters as Friends. Yeah. Do you have a, a page for that or that's, is it just that's Instagram? the Instagram? Oh, um, is it? Yeah, there is a there is a stevebrownart.com website, but we're, that's it's pretty rubbish at the moment. So we're Monsters as Friends. Monsters as Friends at Steve Brown on Instagram or Facebook. And you can yeah. have a look at uh yeah, all the different things and uh, my guess who game for my daughters for Christmas. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's funny, hey. <laughs> Well, you yeah. know, maybe I'll get I'll get Eden on here one day. And oh, that'd be amazing! Get both of them on. Get both, yeah. bro. It'll be it'll be surreal for me. Yeah, they'll, they'll 
Yeah, because you directed them in I know, cardboard. I know. You know. Well, man, it's been a pleasure having you here. Absolutely thank you so it, much man. for thank giving you. your time. And I wish you all the best. And I, I've got like huge things that I see for you. I really do. Thank you. I'm really proud. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Thanks, man. <laughs> Love. It's great to see you. <laughs>